0: take two of this full disclosure. Um internet goes out, gotta start over. So this is a cross- crossover podcast. Um and I have two lovely guests with me who are being gracious in these technology times and they're providers and they're actually doing great work actually on the front lines and all and we're going on we're gonna
1: talk a little about a little bit more about that. So guests why don't you introduce yourself and we'll go from there. So my name is Tom. I am a board-certified family nurse practitioner. Thank you, Ben. Um, I work in a family practice, and uh, I see patients and use uh, telehealth and all the other new uh, technology applications that we are all in some ways struggling with, (laughs) I think. Um, But uh, we have our own podcast called Just On Podcast that Greg was gracious enough to come on. And uh, gave us one of our favorite lines. If you gave me enough money, I could put you on the moon tomorrow, which we still, we still use constantly, by the way. Thank you, Greg. Um, And uh, I mean, I've been a nurse for a while, but I'm still relatively, I still consider myself a rookie at a couple years as a uh, nurse practitioner. So that's, that's me.
2: And I'm Ben. And I'm Tom's co-host on just some Podcast. I'm also a board-certified family nurse practitioner. Words are hard. Words are hard, which is one of our <laughs> taglines. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're working through telehealth, and we have the podcast, and we are uh, in the mid '60s and episodes on that. And like Tom said, Greg was on uh, pretty early on in our run, and so we wanted to return the favor.
0: And I greatly appreciate that. It was fun doing that.
1: I forgot I said that line. That's a pretty good line.
2: It is. It makes me
1: fantastic. Yes. <laughs> and and honestly, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't say well, this is our first time being a guest on a show. So yes. you you are taking our podcast virginity right now, Greg. Well, That's what's happening. <laughs> um,
0: hopefully, in all, hopefully in the states we live in, it is legal. So. We will discuss with legal after the show about this, but of course we'll keep we'll keep it moving. Um so you Don't know touch that. So, mm, I'm moving on. <laughs> I, if you notice if you notice in host one on one moved away from that quickly. <laughs> yes. um, um we all work in healthcare, I on the technology side, you guys as providers, so we see this from different aspects. Um, but we all kind of intersect because when everything went down, um everything first stops and then you have to change your whole processes and turn on on a dime. So I wanted from you guys as providers, what did you guys have to do? You know, when you guys realized, Oh, this is real. We've got to act now.
2: For me, it was the realization that when they started shutting down uh, our Our clinic and opened up a fever clinic uh, to, you know, keep, COVID patients away from uh, the family practice clinic that it was like, well, this is going to be a new reality that we're going to have to work through. And we had been kind of playing a little bit with telehealth, um, maybe mainly work comp type stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that employers wouldn't have to necessarily bring the employee out. We could just assess them via telehealth and make the determination of what we needed to do from there. And we had been doing that over the last six months, but it had never really come to fruition beyond that. Um, and then uh, COVID hit and kind of forced our hand into, uh, yeah, here's what we're doing. So I was one of the first providers in our area to start doing uh, telehealth. And,
0: now, are you doing telehealth, and Tom, for you as well, are you guys doing telehealth for just COVID, or are you doing it for anything?
1: Uh, we're doing ours for anything, and honestly, we are trying to do as many visits over telehealth as possible to limit exposure. The state I live in has really embraced the lockdown. And we, <clears throat> when this first came out, we, we hit that pretty solid. Like it was literally, you know, I'm gonna throw out some days, I don't remember what day, we'll say Tuesday, you know, everything was business as normal. And then Thursday, it was there was nobody there. They're like, nope, no more visits until they get screened. Like, it happened right then. And so I am sure – I work for a, a little bit larger health system, and I am sure somebody had been playing with the telehealth, but it had not rolled out to us. So it was a – I, I use the analogy of trying to change a fan belt on your car engine while it was still running. Like they're like, yeah, just do this. I'm like, do what? You have not showed me. I don't know what the login is. And, um, just, and do it. It, yeah, just, just do it. Yeah, just do it. And so that is one of the. <clears throat> sorry, clear my throat. There, that is one of the things I've actually really enjoyed about this time is we have moved away from everybody being so worried about every little detail. Now it's just, I don't know, do something. We'll figure it out. And I'm like, man, that is so much better. <laughs> that, is such, that is a way better mindset. And it's a way, it's a more fun work environment. Cause you don't have to worry about, Oh, I didn't sign a you know triple copy of this form to get whatever. They're just like, just do something. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out later. And that's kind of how they rolled out the telehealth. Um, I, I don't want to mention any names, like the services we're using. I don't think we have the fr- user-friendliest uh, telehealth. So that's one mm-hmm. of the things that Ben and I have talked about off-air, and I'm, I'd be glad for us to talk about it on this you know show, mm-hmm. um, the differences in the, all the different technologies. Like yeah. I, I have a lot of cool things I can do, but I am – more limited by what I can do with my system than, for instance, maybe what Ben can do with his. And so I find that's what a lot of providers, that's what we're talking about is, oh, you can do that. Well, maybe I can figure out how to do that with my service. And we're trying to all work together to make this better for the patients. Yeah. And I think that's,
0: going to have that's got to happen because this telehealth has been around for a few years and in our facility we were playing we were flirting with it for a couple years and then this happens and it's like flirt no more it's time to go out yeah buy dinner get the glass of wine and take the bed <laughs> yeah, exactly you gotta do the whole thing right and you got to do it like in a day yeah so we- and we did it and I- i'm not going to name the system we- that we use it was not our main emr it's a different system we use for it, but it-, it it's it's the ability of the um like in our Urgent cares or, or nurse practitioners can have it up on one screen, EMR on the other, and they can document on the fly, order, prescribe, and go. Yeah. And if I mean, basically all it is is for them is a, it's like a Zoom call, basically. Yeah. But it's HIPAA compliant, and it's you know it's all encrypted, two fifty six, all the all that stuff is done on the back end, and we built the charges so we can charge the patient and all that kind of stuff. Because let's be real, you gotta be you gotta charge them. I mean. Yeah. You can't, we're not doing it for free, yeah. yeah. So, but we, it, it's and you can hear from you on, on your telemedicine story, Um, before this, we were talking about you are doing telemedicine now. So, how, how, how well is it integrated, or is it not integrated, or how do you like using it? Do you do you like seeing people in person, or is the telehealth kind of more flexible?
2: Uh, telehealth is definitely more flexible, um, and I think as we move out of uh, this wave of COVID into whatever the new normal of life is going to be, uh, I think we'll, it'll be interesting to see how much insurance companies embrace it moving forward. You know, cause it was something, telehealth was something that we could use. Uh, it was used a lot in mental health um, and it was used from like our office to like a specialty office. We could telehealth with saying oncologist or whatever the case may be, but it was never, to go from the office to the patient's home and once COVID hit and CMS ruled or rolled out this new guideline saying yes we can do this, yes you're going to get paid for it and then all the insurance companies embrace that as well like they always do when they follow CMS Um, but it's nice that I can see a patient who say is a UPS driver he gets a notification on his phone hey it's time for your visit he can pull over we can do our visit and you know five, ten minutes and he, he's back on his way. He's not taking a half a day off work, he's not taking a full day off work. So I think that patients will enjoy it more. I think employers will appreciate it more. And you know, are there things that definitely need to be seen in person? Absolutely. You know, I, I can't assess lung sounds, I can't assess you know, heart sounds, anything like that but a lot of what we do certainly can be done via telehealth and um, generally can be done a little bit quicker because we're not, you know, as Tom kind of alluded to earlier, we're not, you know, we're kind of cutting through all the red tape and all the BS and it's just taking care of the person. So So
1: I, I, I think it'll stay around. Um, And for my visits that are all you've been on a blood pressure medication, how's it been going? You know, for a lot of that stuff, It's been great. And like Ben said, it's much easier on the patient. The two things, hmm, hiccup-wise, that I consistently seem to run into is, one, the population we're trying to protect the most seem to be the least able to function in the technology world. So that's always like, oh, you have to push this button, ma'am, you know, or something to get through, you know. Um, Two is same thing he just talked about is unfortunately we have people that are like, well, I don't want to come in. Um, but my kid has, uh, an earache. I'm like, well, how am I going to see that over, you know? So that, that tends to be the biggest hiccup for me is either people are overreaching on technology or they are not able to utilize it. And for me on the patient side, that seems to be the, the biggest issue.
0: And that's, I'm glad you brought up the overreaching point because I've been asked about, Hey, if person has an ear, for example, earache, can, can it be Well, No, something like that can't be assessed. We're not there yet. Now there's prototypes for that stuff out in the world, but for wide use, we're way away from that. You know, if, so let me say this now, telemedicine is great. I think personally it's here to stay. I think it'll be more prevalent if insurance companies, so, if people don't know right now, insurance companies are, and CMS, Medicare is allowing charging to be almost at the same level as a visit for telemedicine. Now they can go back and reduce the charging after the whole COVID-19 thing is over. People are saying they may not do that. If they don't, it's going to be everywhere and it's going to be great. I mean, you'll see retail kiosks up all over the world or the country, at least where you can go up, pay your pay a cash rate or have your insurance see your see a provider get prescribed something and go about your business like tom said with the ups driver um but it's gonna be based on if the money makes sense
1: it, it is but unfortunately and i i, I wonder how ben feels I, there are certain things though i want i need the patient there i have to manipulate yes. their arm i have to look in their ear you know there, there are certain things that unfortunately the population is like well i'll just have my doc look at it i'm like well that sounds great, but yeah. I actually need you here. The, yes. the, one, the one thing that we've been doing um, is if that comes up, like oh, let's say a chest x-ray, I, I, you have a bad cough and somehow you got on telehealth where I can't listen to your lung sounds, we'll go through your whole visit and then I'll say, this is what I'm ordering Just come in, fulfill that part of the order, and we'll go through with the regular, the rest Mm -hmm. of the visit. So, we are trying to mix and match as much as possible. But again, there are those grand limitations that you're going to run into.
0: Yeah. And we're doing the same thing where if someone needs lab test x ray, the the provider can order it right then. And they just show up and say, Hey, I've got these orders. Oh, we see it right here. Come right on. You don't have to wait, go straight back. Get everything done, execute it, and then we'll call you if something's elevated, or and, and tell you what the follow, what the next steps are for you. But yeah, um, so I think telehealth is is, is a, it's a great thing. It's it's helping us get through this. I mean, there's other technologies like we're, I'm looking at actually a call tomorrow about the um, for people walking into our hospital, the digital thermometers where you walk through and it's a heat map, and if it's above mm. a certain temperature, we can flag it. That's cool for both employees, patients, for everybody. So you walk through um, airports are start are looking at it too around the world. I think oh. there's a couple in Europe that already have installed them. But you walk through the door, we don't. It, it's not X-rays. We don't. Don't worry. All <laughs> it's, it's just it just sees temperature and it's it's calibrated every morning. So anything above 100, it's gonna flag us and say that person is above 100, and we can either further test them or tell them they need to leave and go follow up with their PCP or something else like that, or we'll get tested. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Kind of, yeah, it, it, it's kind of cool. Um, it, you know, having to put all this in place on the fly is not the best from a technology perspective. You want time to kind of vet it out, but you know, it's, Hey, do this yesterday. Well, okay. You know, it's,
2: it, you know, it's not the best, but it's a lot of times I think that's kind of how we work. Uh, technology-wise. I mean, it's just it's – this problem has presented itself. Mm -hmm. There are new ways to address that now. And so we're going to, you know, push through and do that, and then we'll kind of reassess as we go. Um, You know, I I think it is – you know, I've often said to several people in the office, I'm like, we live in the 21st century. It's time we should probably start acting like it. You know, things like telehealth, things like, you know, thermometers at the door that can just kind of scan you as you go through that's all stuff that we should have had probably in place years ago and it's just we've kind of particularly in medicine we've kind of drug our feet and you know i mean there's still offices out there that are paper charting oh yeah Uh, i mean so (laughs) we need it's time that we start practicing healthcare like we are in the 21st century
0: well it's it's amazing it's um I equate this whole situation to like I am from the Southeast, Katrina. When Katrina happened and you know um, 15 years ago now, wow, um hmm. the, the 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 warning signs were there, Levees weren't working, everyone knew. Army Corps of Engineers said this wasn't gonna work. And then it took something to happen to say, oh no. I've been doing this for 13, 14 years, now you guys have been doing this for a very long time. I can tell you where the gaps are. I've told people where the gaps are. Now something like this happens and we can see the gaps. You can actually see on the fly what needs to be corrected. Um, and I guess it, it's it's kind of crummy in the, in the midst of it, but when you take a step back, it's kind of good because now I can go to administrations and boards and say, hey, look, this is the problem. Here's yeah. the issue we've had. And here's the thing. I've explained this issue. At providers, you can tell your Financial people, technical people, anybody, your administration. Hey, here's where our gaps are. Here's what's keeping me from seeing more patients. You want me to see more patients? This is why. You know, be it a charting issue or a telehealth issue or whatever, operation wise. Um, so that's the kind of the plus side to all this. So I, it no one. Was, I, I I wish this thing never happened. I wish there was no pandemic. Trust me. Right. But, Man, like, if you if you're pro pandemic, <laughs> turn it off. Turn it off right go do yeah. else. If you're yeah. pro pandemic, go do something else. Yeah. Um. And if you're pro pandemic, what you waited a hundred years? What were you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, you uh, a lot of time. You there with Mister Burns' fingers. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's you know, if there's any silver lining, I think going forward in the medical. Realm of things, and I'm in the medical realm. I think in restaurants now, because we order to go now. They've gotten so much more efficient with things to go. Like I ordered a sandwich a, a couple of days ago. Oh my! I, I went on the computer, I drove in, picked it up, it was ready. Picked it up, walked out the door. I mean,
1: yeah. Well, and that seems to be a lot of areas of life. Though nobody wants to do anything until they're pushed. Like you know, there's a problem. Yeah. Everybody knows there's a problem. Like highway systems who knows there's a lot of issues that would go everyday life somebody goes why don't they fix that it's because we haven't had to and now in healthcare we're having to um and and i i also think not only is that part of our overall culture but particularly in medicine I, i know that it is very much well this is how i was trained so this is how i'm training you and even if that's an old school idea it sticks around and that just becomes the fashion in which we practice. Mm-hmm. And so now that we can't do that, we are finally, you know, stimulated to move forward with those new ideas. So telemedicine might've been around and there might've been small pockets practicing it, but this was that shove that said, okay, well now you don't have a choice and people, we will adapt, mm-hmm. but it became, we had to have that, you know, input that said, you can't do the old you have to do the new and even though i agree it's terrible i I hope as terrible as this is and i think we will that we will gather that good out of this like we will take these lessons forwards and make better out of this
0: yeah oh and and i I think you're a thousand percent correct, Tom. I Most um, people do. Thank you. So.
2: Don't tell them <laughs> things like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> better. Um, but yeah, I, I I think we we need to take the good if anything, take the good out of everything and, and realize where we went wrong and and because and, I don't think it's a hot take to say that there was there was fumbles and missteps at a federal, state, local level public sector and private sector,
1: right? Everybody. Yeah. It was, it was a cascade effect. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly you can tell that again, if anybody ever has a question, you could tell that and just say, look, you can say, look what Taiwan did and South Korea did versus what we did. Mm -hmm. And then if they say, okay, well you can't compare those. Okay. Well then look what Ohio did versus Louisiana. And you can instantaneously see differences. And so you're right. I I think there was a lot of fumbles and hopefully those fumbles lead to people going, what happened right? Let's build on that. I hope it's not all negative. I mean, you have to learn from negatives. Getting punched in the face is a good way to learn not to get punched in the face again. But hopefully we can say, hey, you know, Greg had a great idea. Ben had a great idea. We need to build on those great ideas and move forwards. And I hope that's what we continue to do from this point forward. Cause it seems like that's what's happening. We're just picking up the ball and running. Yeah. And I, I just hope that that mentality stays versus as soon as this calms down a little bit, everybody just doesn't settle back into their chair and go, okay, well back to normal. Cause then what was the point? Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Cool. I kind
0: of want to shift a little bit and talk as, as practitioners and technology and your social media accounts because <laughs> i know you guys have probably been blown up with all these questions about mm. i got a runny nose do do i have the corona you know and it's and yes. it's it's about ba- you know i don't i get some questions i i get questions about you know well why is this not technology stuff but i'm i can imagine this the things you've been hit with. What's the weirdest question? Don't name names. I mean, (laughs) names. that's on you, but what's like the weirdest question you guys have gotten on social media about all of this?
1: Uh, I I think for me is either A, and it seems to fall very roughly into these two categories. A, they are worried about COVID, and things that may precipitate worsening of symptoms, but and I asked them, okay, they're like, okay, we'll, we'll take NSAIDs. So everyone was like, I can't take ibuprofen. And I'd be like, why? Well, it makes COVID worse. Okay. So do you have COVID? And they're like, well, no. I'm like, well, then why are you not taking ibuprofen? So <laughs> it's like a complete lack. The fear knocked out the ability to think rationally about what was happening. I was like, were you around anybody with COVID? No. Well, then you don't have to worry about it. We got to worry about it when you are starting to show symptoms. The second thing, and this is the big thing for me, um, gosh, it, it is literally an hourly thing almost is people with conspiracies. Um, that's, that's the yeah. biggest thing on social media is, um, I saw a video on YouTube that this is big pharma out to get us or bill gates is orchestrating a new world order and they have all these theories and uh, i I just have to sit there and talk to them now to be fair unlike other conspiracy theories pre-covid where people just had a they had their notion that's how it was and there was no point talking to them i have found a lot of these people have just heard it and they want someone to confirm or deny it And that has been helpful because you can at least go, if you're asking me on my opinion, that generally means you still have an open mind about it. And so I can go, no, no, that doesn't make sense. Here's why here's the information. And they go, Oh, okay. But I mean, there are some that are just Mm -hmm. nah, nah, bro. This is, this is a weapon of mass destruction. I'm like, Oh Lord. So that's, that's been my biggest two things on social media.
0: I know people in healthcare who have, who have said conspiracy theories. And yeah. in my head, I'm like, what? Like the Bill Gates one. I, someone told me about, oh, Bill Gates. I'm like, okay, first off, um, the, any piece of technology you're using, he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and also, if he wanted information, he already had it a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I think people need to realize when they use a Facebook or Instagram or something. Any information you don't want to give up, now there's settings. There's certain settings you can turn some things off, but if they want it,
1: there you have it. Like it's it's out there. All yeah. of our stuff's out there. And and I wanted to say this, and then I I want to hear you know because I know me and Ben have talked about it. he's got some good ones too, but um, I actually listened to an, a, another podcast where they had a CIA officer on like legit this wasn't like he was a legitimate CIA officer and he he openly said what you just said he was like people are worried about the CIA and the government watching you they're not watching you you need to worry about Google like yeah. that's who's watching you yeah. like if you if you are worried about someone spying on you it's Samsung and Google it yeah. ain't it ain't the CIA
0: because so those com- <laughs> like you say those companies don't have regulation a be and or they're not based in the united states so you can't govern over them the same way so
1: yeah like a samsung they're out of korea they can do what they want yeah and they have they have a monetary incentive to have Mm -hmm. that information yes the government people don't realize how the government works and i'm not going to bug them on your podcast about it but there's no use like they don't care unless they're tracking you for a reason they don't care yeah people think that there's some guy in a shirt and tie in a cubicle spying on him i'm like no but google and amazon they do want to know mm-hmm. and they have a reason so that's who you need to be worried about
0: they went to all the trends i mean they went i mean and 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 they know all the, a lot of the trends yeah I mean, oh, yeah, yeah I absolutely out google is excellent at that kind of thing facebook yes. is really good at like for people listening they already know everything like mm-hmm. you post on facebook they they know everything about you backwards and forwards so yeah
2: they know what you buy they know why you buy it they direct yeah target ads at you that's why whenever you google something and then 30 minutes later you're scrolling facebook oh you get this you know ad from this company saying the exact same thing that you were just looking for that's yeah
1: it's it's not a coincidence yeah, <laughs> yeah. No,
0: it's not no it is it's it's very smart people doing very smart things for money and yeah. and uh, lots and lots of money. That's lots neat. of money. I tell people all the time that Woodward and Bernstein when they did Watergate, Paul uh, and and Bernstein, um, follow the money is what they said. That's like they did with Watergate. Just follow the money. If you follow money and where it tracks, that kind of leaves you to a lot of the answers. Um, I loved the five G. Conspiracy theory, the Microsoft one is is another one that's just like ma. Like to, to think of this stuff, it's just beautiful. Have,
2: not not only to think of it, but then to pull out small snippets, like one sentence of something that was said exactly. in a TED talk somewhere, mm-hmm. and then spend an entire conspiracy about it, and then people buy into it so hard. And I think. Yeah it's like I told Tom before on our show, I think people are trying to apply logic to an illogical situation. And so they're just trying to look for an answer. Mm -hmm. And so they see this conspiracy theory and they go, Oh wow. You know, that makes sense because it's providing an answer to the unanswerable. And like Tom said, you know, a lot of it is, and I get a lot of messages saying, Hey, watch this and tell me what you think, you know, is this legit? Is this not? And I, I will engage with those people because it's, worth it because I can discuss with them, Hey, no, here's why this is, you know, not legit. Um, other than that, it's a lot of just, Hey, I have, you know, runny nose. Is this, and, you know, is this a problem? Um, I finally got asked about uh, hydrochloroquine cloned um, the other day. And if I would prescribe that to a patient and I explained that I would not and the reasons that I would not. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the probably the best one that I had that was actually legitimate. Um, I had a nurse contact me from a uh, residential home, uh, you know, the, like a group home, mm-hmm. and she said, Hey, you know, one of your patients is on like albuterol breathing treatments. Um, would it be willing, you know, can we switch that to the inhaler instead of the breathing treatments? Because the breathing treatments, if they were to have COVID and not know it, you can. You, the brain treatment actually realizes the potential virus. Yes. Whereas the inhaler will not. So I was like, you know what? That's legitimate. Yeah. That's something we really do need to do. We need to take them off of the nebulizer for the time being, just in the off chance that they would have COVID and not have symptoms. And they're not realizing the, uh, the virus potentially. So there has been some good come out of it. Some of it. I, uh, you know, like I told Tom on our show, uh, I've learned the snooze button on Facebook so you can snooze someone for 30 days and that's been <laughs> most helpful to yeah. clear my my feed a little bit. Um, you know, and, and the, the sad thing is that social media is a double-edged sword because for as much conspiracy and, and BS and stuff that's out there, there's also, that's the way that we get information now. That's the yeah. way that we pass information on to people now. Uh, you know, that's why we do live Facebook feeds uh, mm-hmm. on our show so that we can a- answer questions. And we get a lot of the same questions and we address them. But, you know, so you had to kind of balance the good and the bad with it. we are like, yes, there's a bunch of conspiracy BS and, and crap we have to deal with, but it's also the way that we reach a large number of people.
1: And like I said, I I truly enjoy actually talking to the individuals that they want to know like they have not made up their mind i will talk to them all day long it's the ones that are like you're covering this up i'm like okay <laughs> like, i i i have see he is nice and he's just been snoozing people i have just straight been mm-hmm. deleting people well first i, I troll them and then i delete them yeah so that's what i like to
0: do i just went on my phone Bloody i've Ben was talking i want to see how far down it would it take me to get to a conspiracy theory. Nine, nine posts. I I won the first nine, and I'm number ten, and there is a conspiracy. I was like, "Come on!" And it's it's not even a good one at that. Like it's it's a, it's a, it's a bad. I'm not gonna get into it, but it's a, yeah. So I, I won the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tom's gotta look now. Yeah, first one. Yeah, first one. Yeah. One, two,
1: three.
2: And the problem is sometimes these conspiracy theories are shared by people in healthcare even. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like that would be like a mechanic sharing something, you know, like a, a mechanical conspiracy theory. And I'm not, not that they initially have one, but well,
0: yeah,
2: you're, you but, know, you're looked at as an expert. And so when you share that, then people assume, assume that you're an expert in this, even though you may not know what the hell you're talking about at all.
1: So I – I've tried to explain thoroughly to people that there are jerks in every field. And just because they're a nurse, a PA, an NP, a physician, does not mean they're not a jerk. So you're going to get some of those false informations from the trusted sources, which makes our job harder, which is why I like them the least. Um, but going back to Double-Edged Sword, I went down, by the way, it was my fifth. My fifth one was this YouTube video about the pandemic, which is, I, I don't know if I should say conspiracy, but false information. We'll, we'll yeah. put it. And that's a, but, I think it's a good thing. There's conspiracy, and then it's just outright false. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and so I kind of lumped those two together, because they're both defeating, one is planning the idea that it's worse than it is, and one is just making our job harder, but they're both misinformation so I I lumped them together but going back to what the Ben said about this being a double sword I would say some bright points is the third post was actually it's from a nurse and it's about some of the positive I should say positive about some of the intelligent things that South Korea did to try and fight coronavirus Mm -hmm. and things that we can do here and I was Mm -hmm. like see this is exactly what Ben was talking about is there's the good information with literally a post later, the bad. And so I, that's why I like talking to people. I like the many episodes we've been doing and what we're doing with you right now, it's trying to get out some good information that someone could listen to and go, okay, you know, here here's what we need to do and how to go forward. So, uh, it, it, it it's quite a quagmire we got going on here, dealing with all this I, stuff. Though. I try
0: to tell as many people if the source is not yeah, from someone you've never heard of before. Yeah, yeah. like if if it, if you see a story and Washington Post or a major network says it, okay, it might be some truth to that because they they have to check and recheck and vet their stories. If it's if it's from a website that you never knew existed until right then,
1: <laughs> yes. Let's not, let's not do that. I've said this three times a day. I said, if YouTube is your source of information on this, then you need a new source of information. Yes. Th- that's not to say that someone that's reputable can't post on YouTube, but you know who that person is. Yes. Like you knew who they were going into it. Yes. If YouTube just suddenly pops up with a doctor, which may or may not even be a doctor at this point, uh, is putting out a video yes. and you're like, uh, you might want to double check. Well, it's it's funny.
0: I know you guys saw it. The uh, I, I think you guys may talk about it on your podcast. I listen the, the chiropractor out of Missouri. Yes. yes. So me and my wife, one morning, I, I I get up, and I hear her. I hear this, and and this is when the shutdowns happen. I hear him. I'll say, hear him ranting on about some BS. Mm-hmm. And I, as I'm listening, I'm like, wait a minute, doctor. So I, I get up. I'm listening. I'm still listening. Then he says the key word, which no shade right here. He says chiropractor. No shade to chiropractors. They right, do good no. work. No shade at all. One question I would have for him, where have you prescribed the medication? That's the only thing I want to ask him.
2: You're not taking care of an infectious disease.
0: Exactly. Yes. And I'm not clinical, so I am not Doctor, anything? Trust me. Somebody say "Doctor, feel good." That's a boy.
1: She, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <But> look around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look around. Almost like she comes in. And me the head. No, but <laughs> when have you prescribed any medication? Now, what you do is probably good work. I'm not discounting that, but and that goes to that whole narrative of false information. He went on for 18, 20 minutes, and none of it made sense.
2: Well, but see, here's the kicker to that one too, and something that you know I tell people frequently: if someone is telling you that there's a cure for this, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. let's not not not, not even put it in the COVID bubble, just in general, and then they happen to sell that same cure, they're probably full of shit. I mean, it's just
1: or, hey, this is how you get rid of toxins. And then you say, what toxins? And they can't name
2: Mm
1: -hmm. one toxin. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) The toxins. (laughs) Yeah, that's a problem. Because I always want to say, you know, that's what your liver does anyways. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's what it's there for. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it goes back to the same thing that people are, they're grasping. And so this person, again, like you said, if I had to adjust someone's back, I would say, you need to go to a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. Yeah. The analogy I use with my patients is mechanics, weirdly mm-hmm. enough, because that's what Ben brought up earlier. I was like, if you drove a Ferrari, could a mechanic at your Ford shop work on it? He probably could. I mean, it's got you know some components, but you want a Ferrari mechanic, right? Exactly. Exactly. So in the in the realm of infectious diseases, I wanted to hear from the infectious diseases <laughs> like i want to deal with yeah. those guys you know yeah. so that that tends to be one of the uh tech you know in the technology world these guys are just blasting information and people hear something and they're like that's what i want to believe mm-hmm. and that's the problem is they it makes are un- yeah they're unwilling to use a critical eye because it may not be something they want to hear and so that's how these guys are just propagating their message over and over and over is I'm going to tell you something you like. And it's not that you have to worry about getting this. It's because someone is going to make you get it. And then people are like, oh, that's why grandma got sick. Yeah, well, it's because you, someone did it to her. Well, know And then you even
2: need to remember, you know, looking at uh, the two physicians that are from an urgent care in California. In, in yeah. California. I was, was you know, going to say, yeah. They – come out with this video about oh you know it's, uh, all the hype and yada 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 i have i don't know that i have ever seen two no. national organizations Competing. come out specifically <laughs> <Natural organizations. laughs> yeah. and, and and ostracize these two physicians because they're basically saying they are they have a financial interest in it they are trying to draw business yeah. so it, it goes back to the chiropractor selling the vitamin water or whatever the hell he was selling you know they're trying to draw business, and so and but people just get enamored by it because they said they're a doctor.
0: Yeah, and that like that was a, and when I saw that video, I was like, that's a cash grab. Like, come on. Yeah. And once the the news reporter say they they own, I'm like, oh, this is a cash grab. This is all <laughs> yeah. this is straight cash. They, I don't even think I honestly don't think they believe what they're saying. They just are looking at the books and saying we need we need patients, and yeah. that's. I hope people don't go into medicine thinking, look, I know it's a business and I know you got to run a business. You have to have money. You have to have margins. I, I own a business. I understand that. But if you go into, as a physician, you know, they're MDs, you go into it and then say, Oh, well, let's put this out there in the ether just so that we can improve our bottom line. Knowing this may affect somebody. That's also to those organizations to move that quickly was like record
1: time. Oh yeah. That was record time for them. Yeah. Well, you know, first do no harm. That exactly. is literally the basis of everything we're supposed to do. Absolutely. Um, and, and I take that to heart because there's plenty of times I tell patients like, I need to look this up more before I do this because I want to make sure we do the right thing. I am the first one to say, I don't know everything all the time. Okay. Like, sure. If you have a cough, I, we've got a pretty good understanding of what we're going to do next. But someone comes to you with something you've never seen. I will step back and say, Hey this is the plan right now, but I'm going to do some more research because I want to make sure we do what's best for you. Yep. And clearly these two guys extrapolated some information and twisted it to suit their needs. And as, as you two said, not, I don't want to say competing organizations, but separate organizations got together <laughs> <laughs> to, to issue a joint statement saying these guys are full of it. Wow. It's just not something you see.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the cl- kind of the subject out, it's just the, I wish people would stop, the would, would take time and, and really, not just hear what they're trying to hear, but listen and not try to propagate false information. It's It's a scary time. I understand that. But there are people out there who are infectious disease physicians who have been doing this for their lives, who you can listen to. Um, listen to your, most likely your local professional will tell you the right thing. Your your primary care physician, your you know, whoever will tell you the right thing. We're talking about a small people here, but those small people have a big voice now because of technology, because they can yes. hop on YouTube for 20 minutes or Facebook Live, and then it gets spread them out, you know, oh, I saw this and I'm going to spread it out to everybody, and then that's it, you know, and it's it, it's it's sickening from a technology Jesus. standpoint, because, for, like you said earlier, all the good of Facebook, it's like you have this other side that's just, like, frustrating. Yep. And you just want to tell people to stop. Like, just stop.
1: Speak. Well, I know you want to close out, but mm-hmm. I just thought of this. The ultimate technology theft of money on this was a evangelist who was telling people if they sent him money, and I don't remember what the number was, if they touched the TV screen while he was talking, that he could heal their COVID.
0: I know who this was. I'm going to name names. (laughs) Kenneth Copeland, it was him. Okay, there you go. (laughs) There's a video, and I might actually, I might, well, we'll see. I might try and splice this in, the video, the audio of him saying he's going to blow COVID, and he blows it out.
2: Yes, I've seen that. You saw Okay,
1: I'm not making this up. I couldn't think of his name. That's why I didn't say it. Kenneth Copeland,
0: side note, and he's been grifting people for 50 years now. Side note, he's worth like $800 million. Yeah. yeah, and how much is he giving to COVID? Yeah, uh, COVID relief. He
2: Zika. blew it away. He doesn't need.
0: The- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he blew, yeah, he, blew, he literally blew it away. If if it's not in this audio, yes. I will. If it's not audio, I will link it, and you guys, everyone out there, needs to go listen. It, it's remarkable.
1: COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen.
0: I blow! Whoa, whoa. The wind of God. The wind of God. So I'm. How come the federal government needs to? You know what? Need hmm. to watch. They're watching us. Watch him. How's he doing this?
1: Yeah. Well, they did with um, Baker. He was selling the colonial silver, mm-hmm. and they said stop. Well, yeah, the state of New York did. It federal.
2: It was a state.
1: State of New York did. But that is to show, though, where you're at can make an impact. You know, like I said, my state has done well. I, I think overall your two states have done well. I think you guys are maybe opening a tad soon. But, you know, that's that's your guys' like, hey, yeah. where I'm at, where I'm at, nah, this is full Tiger King cage right here, baby. <laughs> We're not moving nowhere. Yeah. Um, but um, that 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 goes back to, like you said, technology has got its good and its bad. And now I would say, though, that's the first time I've seen – or I've heard of anyways, a direct link of technology to healing COVID was if you touch the screen, I was like, goodness sakes. And And people did it. That's that's the amazing thing. People, people. They want to believe money, money, money. Yeah. It's just like, but Bill Gates who donated billions of dollars, (laughs) he must be the bad guy. Yeah. He's so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, he blew, when he blew that, I literally laughed. Like, I think I was drinking like some coffee. I spit my coffee out because I was just, like, he just blew. So he got rid of COVID 19. I blow, all right, break, spouse, and go home. You're done. Coke when <laughs> you're in. You know? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <you're done.
2: laughs>
0: What's on TV tonight? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, getting back with practitioners and, and providers and technology. How do you guys chart in EMR? Because when I was on your show, you guys took me to task with EMR, rightfully show, So I'm giving <laughs> you guys another chance. I'm, I'm, I've got some whiskey here. That's why I'm doing this. Um, good for you. Good choice. <laughs> like, as far as charting this stuff, have how quickly was? It, have you guys made any adjustments when charting this, or is it kind of you chart as normal and then put in there if there's possibility for COVID, or you just is there a, session, a different section? How have you guys done that kind of thing? Uh,
2: for us personally, we have um, we built a kind of a telehealth template mm-hmm. that would address kind of the things that we needed to address. And the biggest thing, at least from an insurance standpoint, because you know it goes back to getting paid, is it has to specify that it is a uh, video conferencing. So basically, it's a like a Zoom call. You know, so I can see the patient, I can hear the patient. Um, and then make a notation that it's a, a telehealth visit and um, beyond that a lot of it's charting very similar to what we chart now um, obviously my physical exam is a little bit different in my note because I'm only talking to them uh, so I'll make a notation in my physical exam that I've seen them via telehealth and whatever the, you know if it's a rash I'll make a notation of that um, if it's mental health cause I'm doing a lot of mental health stuff now via telehealth I can you know patient appeared to be dressed appropriately, patient answered questions, patient made good eye contact, whatever the case may be. So at least I'm backing up some of that beyond just, yeah, I talked to them for 30 seconds and and moved on.
1: Same thing. We, we have a telehealth uh, template to address some of the basics and make sure that those are covered. That says I spent, I mean, I have to fill in some of the blanks, but it says I spent X amount of minutes. We discuss, you know, these things, et cetera, et cetera, to cover it. As far as charting-wise for exam, though, it's exactly what Ben said. It, it also depends, you know, obviously in person or not, but when it's over the uh, telehealth, it's it's what can I relay accurately in my exam? So the person didn't seem out of breath while speaking to me. Um, they were, you know, alert and oriented, et cetera. And but that's the limitation of the telehealth is because that's kind of where it stops. I can't say, well, he had, you know, clear auscultation of both lungs. I'm like, Oh, that, that, that's kind of the, uh, the crappy part. I, I have made sure, and I usually did it anyways, depending on what the complaint was, but especially now with COVID, even in-person visits, I try to make sure that I am like, they are free of fever. They're free of nausea, um, cough you know etc to kind of cover all those bases so if ever at at some point they want to link it back i can say whoa whoa whoa! (laughs) at this date and this time they denied you know fever cough nausea etc so that's not something i did all the time in the beginning but now it's a little more cognizant of let's make sure that base is now covered in the emr so that it's, a, it's, it's also for a useful tracking tool. So if I could say on Thursday they didn't have a cough, but now Saturday they do have a cough, we can narrow that timeline down to that 48 hours, what happened in that 48 hours, because they may not have had symptoms previous. So it's, it's a helpful tool both ways. Yeah. And, and we've got, quite go I
2: was just saying, our uh, telehealth is not integrated with our EHR, and I don't know that I would want it to be. Yeah, ours um, is not either. Neither just is ours. because um, the EHR company is fairly good at creating an EHR, the company that we use seems to be fairly good at creating a telehealth platform. I don't know that I want the EHR company trying to rush some yeah. crap out to say, "Oh no, we have this ability, you know, this ability now," and it not work as well as what we're using now. Um, you know, I see the patient, I just keep a little scratch pad um, at my desk and I'll put down the patient's initials and then whatever symptoms we're talking about and then I'll go back in and chart later. That's what works for me and, uh, but yeah, I definitely would not want to see them integrated personally.
1: I wouldn't want to see them integrated now on the fly. If it was like I've heard rumors for a long time, heck, I think we talked about when Greg was on the show, like Amazon coming out with an EMR or something Mm -hmm. like that. If they have already had that built in, like, you know, if Google, Amazon, Microsoft, whoever was building the CMR, they had that planned ahead. Maybe that's something we could play with, yeah. but I don't want my companies. I'd rather have two good separate quality products than one half-ass product. And that's, that's where I'm at. I have the option um, where I can minimize one of the screens and make some notes, but the patient can still see me. So yeah. if they have any questions, I say, "Hey, just so you know, or where I'm making some notes. I type a little bit, bring my screen back up, etc." So, I mean, and I've done the scratch pad. It's just it's just easier for me to go click, 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 click. You know, for bring me
2: back personally, up you know it's for me personally, it's quieter if I'm handwriting it as opposed to typing because typing can be somewhat loud, and then we're already in a environment where my camera is picking up my mic. You know, it's not like this where we have legitimate. Yeah. Microphones. I'm using, you know, either the the built-in mic off the computer or the HD or the mic off the the camera. And so, you know, clicking and hearing all this, you know, click click click, is going to take away from the actual visit personally. Yeah, so that's why I don't do that. Well,
1: and again, that's one of those I try and make my patient aware. Like, hey, just so you know, you're going to hear a little bit of typing. It's just me making a couple notes, um, and then I just put very basic information down, and then I flesh out the note more later which that I guess would be another thing that has slowed me down about this whole process is the use of templates and and being very quick during a visit versus now I can only use a couple. I put in a couple keywords, you know, denies, this, 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 positive, this, this, this. That's pretty much all I'm getting down. And then later on, I have to go out and refill my entire note sometimes. And so it's like I'm charting twice. And so that has really slowed that processed out. I can't. I can't do as many charts in a day now because I've had to basically go back and do the same chart twice, and that that's been kind of a hiccup. But I'm sure that's it's more of a speed bump than an obstacle.
0: Yeah, and I think um, so. We where I where I'm at we we have dual monitors, so they can do patient on one screen and have EMR on the other. So they can just kind of and they tell them, hey, you may hear some typing. As far as now, Ben, it's a good point with the microphone and stuff. We got the um, Office Depot sold them the USB headsets with microphones. Like, I mean, I think they're like twelve bucks, and that that reduced the the, the amount of ambient noise because it's only coming from that one spot now. Um, and put, pop, uh, you literally just popped it in, and the, the, as long as Windows saw it, because we had that same problem when the camera was picking up the, the ambient and you. Yeah talking walking by all kind of stuff pop that in it kind of gives them a more intimate feel um to kind of combat that but that is a good point that you brought up with the with the microphone
1: so we are issued laptops that's primarily what we use in our office so we actually go into a room so i'll be like hey room four is occupied for a little while if it's gonna be a little more in depth which is what we usually do so we are actually sequestered away from everybody when we're doing our telehealth so now granted if i had a built you know la- or a desktop unit with two monitors i would absolutely opt for the headphones and, and doing it that way but since we don't have that option and like i said we pretty much did this on the run we just chose a service where we could just do a service over our laptops that was secure and so to try and keep that privacy for the patient we actually go into a patient room that's not in use and yeah. and do it there.
0: Yeah, and that works. You know, it's 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 with practicing medicine, um, physicians I've known, and you know, it's everyone does it a little differently. I mean, as long as you get to the end goal, you know, of, of yeah. doing the best for the patient, how you get there, whatever yeah. technology you use or whatever, it, it that doesn't really matter as long as you get to the end goal. Now, saying that, there can be some hiccups with some EMRs and not some others, but you know, it's all work in progress. I agree with you both on the telehealth. I like. We have a platform that works well. That's not our EMR. They're separate. Mm-hmm. I want to keep it that way until now, three, four years from now. EMR oh, you're gonna start. see them. Yeah, we, I, I already know of a couple that are already saying, "Hey, we've got this." I'm like, "You just made this up, like now."
2: Let's yeah, like, right. <laughs>
0: no. Yeah, it's not worth a headache. It's not worth. it's, yeah, not. it's not worth even trying to attempt it. I would rather pay for this company. They just go
1: document in the EMR, and then we'll deal with it down the road 100 and i i can't think of a clinician that doesn't agree with you like i can't think of one person right now that would be like no i want a headache every time i type even
0: technology side we're all in agreement like everyone i've talked to let's keep this separate like let's not yeah. i mean we're all my in integration and, and our building and stuff keep it separate like it's let's get at this point you know we we love new shiny technology but of course what's going on right now, that's gotta to put put to the wayside and let's make everything work in this quote unquote new normal buzzword I'll use. Um, let's make everything work from there and then let's bring a new shiny stuff on. Let's just try and get everybody working. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Unfortunately there's you know facilities that are closed because they have no patients. I mean, where I worked, we were we were essentially pretty much <laughs> shut down because there were no elective cases. Um, that's now it's done, but there's places all over the country where small rural hospitals are basically closed or closing yeah. up because they have no revenue coming in, you know? It's, yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, I'm not worried about technology. Let's worry about just getting back to full capacity. And then if it's a year, or it's two years then so be it, you know, some, a global event just happened or it's happening before our yeah. very eyes, a once in a hundred year event. Yeah. So yeah. your integration software can
1: wait. <laughs> exactly and I'm I'm fine with it I'd rather have something that works well yeah. than something new so okay. yeah I'm all about what let's wait so that's that's where I I think most of us are though
0: yeah well I think to close this out I wanted to give you guys a chance to um first plug your podcast which I am <laughs> have heavily um and two if there's anything from a clinician standpoint you want to tell people with all that's going on, is there something you want to convey to the masses? Uh, since we started with Ben, Tom, at first, Ben, you go first.
2: Well, I guess I'll give him our little spiel that I normally do on our podcast cuz I knew that that's what Tom was going to want anyway.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. really good at it, so just let <laughs> him do it. I if you I've only done it once for everybody listening. I've done it once on the show cuz we decided to switch it up and it was a train wreck. So yeah, that really we just do it for fun now if I do it first, it's just terrible. So <laughs>
2: Our podcast is just some podcast for advanced practitioners or just some podcast. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at just some podcast. our websites, www.justsomepodcast.com. Um, our emails admin at just some also, um, as far as uh, parting words, I would say, don't believe everything that you see on social media and you know, talk to your local primary provider or whoever it is, or, uh, if you do have questions about something, you know, I would much rather someone come to me with a question and say, Hey, do you believe this? Or, Hey, is this legit? As opposed to just putting it out there as, Oh, it's the gospel truth because this person who is a doctor of philosophy, um, but because he says doctor now, then that clearly is, you know, outranks me. Uh, So (laughs) then that, that must be the truth. Um, So, you know, I would say that and just keep being safe, wash your hands and, you know, take care of each other.
1: Um to build on what Ben said, the two things we know that have worked at preventing COVID, because there isn't really a cure. I shouldn't say there isn't really, there isn't a cure, right? <laughs> there isn't going to be one, at least not anytime soon. The two things we do know, it's been proven prior to COVID, it's being proven again during COVID. Hand washing and distance. Those are the two things that can keep you safe, All right. If you want to wear a mask for extra protection, I'm all for it. As long as you understand the limitations of the mask. Again, that's one of those false, you know, if I was a real podcaster, I wouldn't hit my mic when I talked. But that, that false sense of security sometimes people get with masks, I don't want that to override the two pillars of prevention, which have been and will be distance and hand washing. Um, as far as truth goes, here is some more truth. Nobody knows everything about this. All right, even the experts don't know everything, okay? But that would be a defining factor I would tell you to look for is if somebody goes, We don't know a hundred percent, but this is the stuff we do know as of now. That person is probably the most up to date person you're gonna talk to. If a person's telling you they know hands down how this is all working or something like that, they're selling you something. <laughs> that, that, that's a good way to look at it. If they say, I know everything and here's why, that that's a problem right there. Okay, so um, I would tell them just, and internally, I think everyone's got that. This guy's trying to sell me something. If if you feel, if you get that gut feeling, keep an open mind. <laughs> let's, just, let's just put it that way. And I, I think if we can all step back um, from the medical side, the technology side, every side and say, we're working through this together. The minute someone's trying to put up a barrier, they're doing that to keep you away from somebody else. And that's what I see consistently with these conspiracy theories is they're trying to keep you away from some other information. Let's just all work together and being safe. And honestly, think of others this isn't all about you this isn't all about me this is about making sure people that don't have an immune system like i have a really good friend that is in the midst of chemotherapy they can't defend themselves so it is incumbent upon everybody around them to protect them and i think that's the biggest thing i want people to walk away from this even when this even when this flattens there's going to be that period where it's like you have to think about more than yourself when this is over. And so just remember those facts, distance, hand-washing, keep an open mind and think of more than yourself. And I think we'll, we'll do just fine.
0: I couldn't said better. Um, I guess to close out for me, um, from a tech standpoint, I, I would want everyone to put their phones down. Like don't read everything. Like, I guess being in lockdown, I guess where I live, where I have more space, go outside. Go for a walk. Go enjoy. It's been the weather here. It's getting a little warm, but go enjoy life that you can. You know, life. this is proving life is finite. We only have one of it, and it, it doesn't last long. And there are people out there who are losing their life over this. So... Appreciate what you have. Take their advice. I mean, you know, hand wash. And also, side note: if you hand wash a lot, wear lotion. I figured that out because I (laughs) hand wash like crazy. Why am I hand? (laughs) Ah, I'm hand washing. So get some lotion
1: hands. Your, your your missus will appreciate that. But bold move for the technology guy to say put down technology. It is a <laughs> <you know> <laughs> bold, strategy.
2: is. Let's see who pays
1: off. <laughs> I mean, I love technology; I think it's great.
0: But it's at the same time, I'm human. Yeah. You no, know, I I've, I I have a family. I have you know, I got, and I'm saying if I'm gonna go in front of the altar here, that you know I need to put technology down and and go do things with them and go enjoy my surroundings
1: and enjoy the backyard and do things go play golf go exercise and all kinds of stuff you know yeah. not not to interrupt you again oh, you which know? i'm really good at but <laughs> one thing i guess well, i am excellent at that <laughs> I, I guess one of the things that you just said it just made it made it click in my head maybe we should address this real quick mm-hmm. um yes this primarily affects people with underlying conditions yes this primarily affects uh the elderly population However, I can point to you multiple, 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 multiple cases of uh, one was a 25-year-old all-American lacrosse player, no no comorbidities, in a coma, fighting for his life. I just saw before um, we started this podcast. I follow Zach Braff on Instagram because he and Donald Faison has a great new podcast about scrubs. Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, One of apparently Zach Braff's friends, a very healthy, very young man is fighting for his life, has lost a appendage due to, I'm assuming one of the things we're finding with younger people, you may not die of hypoxia, but you may have clotting issues. So they're having strokes, um, losing uh, limbs. And that's one of the things I think it's also important for people to note death is not always the final factor. Okay. Mm -hmm. They keep forgetting, they keep focusing on death, 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 death. Well, guess what? Four times as many people are going to end up in the hospital on vents or with serious conditions that require hospitalization. Mm -hmm. And that can include when they walk out of the hospital, they're not the same that they went in. Mm -hmm. So they are overshadowing and trying to use. And again, we're going back to these people that are trying to, pass off information. Well, it's only killed sixty thousand people, which first of all, if you say the word only in front of sixty thousand dead, that should signal something right there. Yeah. But they are leaving out the twenty percent. You're right, eighty percent of people are going to get through this. I know people right now that have COVID and they're not enjoying it, but they're probably gonna be fine. Okay. You know, they, they have the classical mild symptoms that we talk about. And that does happen. But there are also people dying that are not elderly, that are not smokers, that don't have hypertension. There are people that are having strokes, that are losing limbs. And I have been an ICU nurse, and I will tell you, if you are on a vent for 7 to 14 days, it is not good. Yeah. It's not a great time. It's not a great time for your family. It's not a good time for you. And you will, there will be physical repercussions. They might be limited, you know, or you might get over them eventually, but you will not walk out of that hospital the same that you went into it. And that is one of the scary things for me as a provider. Um, and and I don't want to overstate or give out too much personal information, but my wife is a respiratory therapist in a major trauma university-backed hospital, literally on a COVID unit, taking care of and intubating these patients nightly. She's there right now. And if you don't think that I don't comprehend what could happen to us at any time or what she could bring home or what she could be exposed to, this isn't a hoax to me. Like, I, I see... That bullseye, and it gets bigger every day. And so I, I think there's a personal, you know, you work in the hospital, and you're like, well, I'm a technology, but you are an integral part of how healthcare works, and we depend on you to take care of patients. So I, th- I think it's that blast in the face that we have that maybe these jerks on the internet don't, and they are. It's real easy to be a keyboard a keyboard warrior, I guess. It's real easy to be real confident over a, a television or a computer screen. So when you are looking at someone that's dying and you've done everything and they're still going to die, it's a way different message mm-hmm. than, well, I read something on you or I heard something on YouTube. Like I, maybe that's why I don't care about the YouTube anymore. So, but you, you talking brought that all up. I was like, Oh yeah, let's, let's talk about the fact that it's not just death. You know, you're not, people aren't just dying. People are getting way messed up from this beyond death, yeah. and people keep people don't talk about that part.
0: Well said, actually. That's why you. Know, I mean, and that's you, you know that's why. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't I think do the that. Now because it is finite. Because I mean, if something was happened to me and I was to be test positive, and no matter what, that's going to be a life changing experience, be it death. Or not deaf, but you know, if I'm intubated or not, whatever, even if I have for I've having mild symptoms, that's still life changing. So, I, I to close out, I would say just everyone go, wash your hands and, and be safe and, and physically distant, and also checking on everybody, on your friends. Talk to people, call, Zoom, Skype, whatever you want to use. We you have know, the technology. We have yes, we have technology. We can make them better. um We. <laughs> 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 We have technology to do all that kind of stuff. So um, I'll end it there. Tom, Ben, thanks a lot for doing Thank this. You. This is Thank you, sir. a lot of fun. Um, you can find us at Tech Crossover. Email me, admin at Crossover. I'm still at Instagram jail. Instagram, I'm coming for you. You know what this is about. <laughs> um, and I will see you guys next time.
2: All right bye. Thank you.